This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! And thank you for your patience, and thanks for coming back to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth. You can find my letterbox under username CMDarth. And I finally got around to finishing all the editing. I'd like to try keeping this a clean podcast, so quite a few F-bombs had to be replaced with a few smegs from our guest, one Gregory Carl. I think this is his fourth time on the show, and... This is a pretty fun conversation we have about the DC movie universe, which is their animated movie line. So we end up talking about at least 20 of these features. And I would say one of us will recommend at least 15 of them. So it's a pretty solid lineup. So if you're ever in doubt on something just to kill some time and enjoy, really brief, as I say, 74 to 99 minutes heck if you get watch batman a death in the family you can get that done probably in 45 i will go and get to that podcast and i am still looking for guests i would actually also fill up some more stuff give you another trash feature review but i got to get around to watching movie for the next podcast and we're looking at ready or not another samara weaving movie another michael DeBraw show that's all that's coming up. If you want to be on the show, come at me with some sub 100 minute movies, a theme, director, actor. As I say, just keep it between 74 and 99, and I'm sure we can create some podcast gold. Send that to my email address, rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R U S S T H E B U S 07 at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at catbusrus. That's at C A T B U S R U S S. So they let me go and play a trailer for a movie I did not mention. It's Superman versus a limey superhero basically how could i not love it and that would be superman versus the elite so hit that tra- i'll hit that trailer and we'll be back with gregory carl little hands says it's time to rock and roll bring the noise apologies in advance for the graphic nature of what you're about to see Goodbye, Superman. Hello, Power. They have to be stopped. They are so strong. I think they can beat you. Tomorrow, it's done. Superman is so beat. Where do they come from? Where do they go? What do they want? It ends today without a single loss of life. Are you the Superman that the 21st century needs? This is an act of war. Stand down and be judged for your crimes. It's all over now. Superman, say your goodbyes. Congratulations, children. Your leaders are all dead. Wait for it, kids. It's a fair fight, yes? All right, so we just got the word from Zoom that uh, 
the recording is in progress and this week on 90 for chill the podcast we welcome back uh, i think uh aside from the poetic critic uh you have been the uh, most repeated guest that would be one gregory carl how's it going oh it's going same old same old getting trying to get that christmas cheer and whatnot well, that was last week's podcast, but uh, I don't know. I, I just have my cats. They're not very demanding. So, and uh, my parents are kind of like, don't, don't even spend money for Christmas. I, they decided that, oh, we got to take the, take the grandchild to Disney World. So they let me tag along on that. So it almost makes me want to take back every possible thing I've said about them on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> i'd say i'd say almost i mean can't live with any regrets so and my my mom is just she wanted us to stay the night over at her house for christmas and we had to scramble to get out of that idea she's super excited oh yeah well it's 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 gonna be interesting um because i have my uh little brother and his uh kids first christmas this this year as well i mean we're doing the vacation thing afterwards but that's what i guess is going on uh i'll be at c2e2 next week probably walking around with uh my uh cheap varsity jacket recognizing captain and the game master got over pretty well at wizard world so but uh you know that's a cartoon have that jacket i'm sorry you actually have the Captain N jacket? I had to go and uh, make it myself. So it's it's got the N not as authentic as the uh as the out as the uh cartoon. It's so I mean it's a vars it's varsity in design, but it's um there's no leather anywhere or anything like that. Just uh I mean I wouldn't even say suede. <laughs> so uh, That's cool. I haven't even heard that anybody mention that for years. Oh yeah, well, as I say, it got over pretty well. So, and also walking around on the back of it, having all my podcast information on it. So you know, got the word out a little bit. So, uh, but you know what? We, as he said, uh, Captain N is a classic. Well, hardly a classic, really. When you, I mean, it entertained nine-year-old me. So, but. Uh, yeah a lot of uh i mean it did not i mean simon belmont should probably be uh be suing for character defamation thank god for oh the yeah for sure he was thank- a moron in that cartoon yeah well, mega man had to use the word mega in every sentence um, oh yeah he sounded like he smoked like five cigars a day too didn't he Oh, I mean, it's been so long. I don't even think I've really dug into YouTube clips of it, but it's like, uh, <laughs> Meg, uh, Meg, yeah, maybe now that I'm trying to bring it up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just had a potty mouth and that was his F-bomb. I don't know, man. I, I looked forward to all of that when I was a kid. That is Super Mario, Super Show, yeah. Zelda cartoon, Mario Brothers, all that stuff. Man. Yeah, I, I think the Zelda cartoon is the only one I really didn't... Uh, didn't watch so and then it, it doesn't hold up very well no and then i mean it probably better than the cdi games uh they made if uh, anybody remembers the philip cdi 
Um, so, but uh, well, who could afford one? I'm sorry. Who could afford one? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, right. One controller. I think you need to connect to. Um, no, I think that might have been the Turbo Graphics 16, but I digress about that. Um, but you know what? Uh, I get, yeah, try to make this transition. Okay. Miss the cartoon one. All right. So let's go to the, oh, video games. Well, you know, it took, yeah, 20 years before our, uh, subject this evening, uh, was able to get any real good video games. So there we go. That's the transition. And that would be the, uh, DC, uh, comic comics, uh, animated features, which, I would say go all the way back to, of course, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I think that was 90, may have been 92, may, might have been 93. Not too far removed from uh, Batman Returns. And probably, like it was not, but the fact of the matter is it was not meant to be a uh, theatrical movie. It was just supposed to, uh, I think, be your classic uh air it once as a full feature and then cut it to into five episodes for a week of syndication. It was kind of an end all be all though for the uh, Batman, the animated series when you, or I think it was meant like that. And I think it probably got the SpongeBob treatment like SpongeBob was supposed to end after the movie. And then no, we're not going to let him die. I mean, there's gotta be, I'd probably say close to 70 DC animated movies now. For the most part, you can't really complain about the quality. It all started with Batman and everything from Batman the Animated Series, and then it just, uh, you know what? I I hate that I'm ashamed to say it. I use these movies a lot to catch up on the comic books I never read. I did the same thing. So I've 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 gone I've gone back and read a lot of stuff. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I started. I started off with uh, the most recent one, the Long Halloween. I just did the uh, binge last night, so uh, last couple nights. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's, and I guess my thing with the uh, Long Halloween is it's like, like comic, and I think this might be a charm of the DC animated movies, uh, like comic books. There's really no set continuity. Like, no, and I, I was thrown off as a, a again for me, everything started with. Batman, I think, oh gosh, I mean, really early 80s when you, everything was reruns, like Fox 43 wasn't a, was an independent station because there was no Fox at that time, especially that network, everything was syndicated. You base, So basically, I saw all the uh, Batman, the 1960s series, that the Munsters were on a lot. <laughs> But I can't say, you know, at five years old, I was really aware of anything, hardly literate myself. And then uh, then everything uh, picked up again with Batman, uh, the Tim Burton feature. And then like, all right, this is cool. And it's dark and it's um, something like I've never seen before. Then it's like I try grabbing some of the comic books. And it's like, whoa, this is really intense for me. So I would say I can't really say that I started reading comics till my 30s um yeah batman's got a wide range like you got the stuff for kids then you got the really deep 
dark stuff for adults. Oh yeah, and that's what I was kind of getting at is like how how is a nine year old kid uh, after the Batman movie? How am I supposed to figure out what am I uh, what am I supposed to be reading? Is it action comics or detective comics? There's Batman. I mean, you can go to a comic book store now and like there's Harley Quinn and then there's Harleen Quinzel, Criminal Sanity, um, which is a real good good series. So I've really been picking up on it now. Um, and, I, and I had a friend who volunteered at a co- comic book shop that's no longer around in uh, Urbana. So got some recommendations from her, like uh, not really DC, but Bitch Planet was a really good one. Yeah, I had the first trade of that. That is really good. Yeah. And uh Sex Criminals was really good too. Which one? Sex Criminals. Oh. I haven't gotten to that one. Um let's see, what was the um one I've been really got into was um uh I'm I I'm really because it's something to do with cats and it's like um, and I can tell you the plot. It's basically when some kind of virus has affected the world where once women start menstruating, like, okay, then they're going to turn into uh, cats. Uh, cats when they're menstruating and basically cat people, I guess you'd say. Man-eaters, that's the name of it. And That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so that one's another good one. I think that's another image comic. Um, and. Yeah. When which you, has a lot of really great creator-driven comics, right? And you know, it, it only took him uh, took him about a decade. It took him about a decade. I think CM Punk is even like somebody. He was commenting on something. It's like, yeah, but they can't, uh, yeah, they can't draw feet or something like that with image. Um, well, I mean, it depends on the artist. Well, no, I understand, but back when it was uh, beginning and was pretty much uh, guys who ran away from Marvel and DC. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, Eric Larson was like that. He couldn't draw feet worth of smack. Kind of nice that the DC animated movies are just kind of in their own realm, e- own world, each uh, each series, kind of like how comic books are. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've been trying to, I have not given a couple like, uh, I read the book, I'm not going to not gonna watch it like uh red sun um was one that i actually took the time to read um and once it came out it's like yeah it can't be good as good as the book and another one would be i'm working on right now is uh hush um so i haven't seen that dc movie yet um and you know especially after the long halloween being a a two-parter uh when it came to uh, it's released as an animated feature. Are they really given enough attention to like, can you really do hush in one 90 minute movie or same thing with the red sun? I mean, red sun's a real quick, quick read, but that's just how great it's written and all depending on your political leanings. So those are the only two have really not like don't have a desire to read, but that might be unfair on in all honesty. And it's just, they've just been really great of late. I'd say with the exception of uh, Deathstroke, Dragons, and Knights and Dragons. Yeah, that one didn't really hold my attention for some reason. I was hoping it would be a lot better. Well, I think it, like, it was awesome in the first, like, 
15 minutes, but it was uh, originally meant as like a short YouTube-based, maybe 11-minute series. And then I guess they didn't, they decided there wasn't any money in that, you know. And after Quibi disappeared, they might be right. Uh, so I think they rushed the rest of it. And, I mean, there's, and it, it's sad because there's some great voice ca- voice casting, which is a strong suit again of the DC animated movies. It almost makes you wish that they would just cast these voice actors uh, to do oh, it. They spend money on that voice acting. Uh, I also watch it. There's, uh, which one was it? It was the Superman Black Adam. But it had a bunch of DC showcases at the end that they didn't even bill. And okay. the money they must have spent on the voice acting on these things. They're, they're just 10-minute deals. Right. I mean, big name actors for like three sentences or so. Like Malcolm McDowell, the voice of Merlin. And huh. he maybe only did like three sentences. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I haven't watched... Uh too many of the um the shorts like uh just you know so much time but i know um at least with the dark knight uh returns series again another two-parter um i know i think it's eliza dushku was cast as catwoman and at least they i mean and she gets her little short uh showcase but at least they took the time to um, give her an actual character in the Dark Knight Return. No, it wasn't Dark Knight Returns. It was year one, uh, which recently got a 4K re-release, and that confused the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm at Best Buy, and it, like, the art looks totally different than what the uh, feature actually is, and then I'm like taking the time to look through and finally found trying to find like oh why do i need to go and find a copy of this at best buy like i just need to imdb it and they'll and i should see two no it's it's there's only one and it's that one was brian cranston as batman now the big problem though with casting batman and they they usually nail it um i know peter weller was uh batman in the dark knight returns but kevin conroy and Mark Hamill are just your end-all, be-alls, I think, when it comes to Batman and Joker. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, you could have just gotten Conroy when, like, instead of um, Weller or Cranston, and I think we'd be happy. So yeah, His uh, his voice just brings me back to childhood at this point, because I just... I remember coming home from school and watching Batman the Animated Series like as soon as I got home. Like his voice was the first voice that I heard yeah. for the most part for a good bulk of my childhood. Right. And I think he's kind of, he's actually, I saw him at Wizard World 2019, I think it was. I think he's pretty much, uh, and I think also with the conclusion of the Arkham series, he's just... Um, that he's moved on from Batman. Uh, I know he should, I think he actually showed up on legends of tomorrow or something like that as Batman. But um, yeah, it's just, um, I think he's moved on. I know Mark Hamill's moved on. They both came back for the killing joke, which uh, a lot of people aren't really um, high on. 
I think. I mean, it's a short, it's a real short story, but it's Alan freaking Moore um, was the writer of that one. It was pretty heavy when compared to other DC animated things. I was surprised they did it and for the most part kept it as a whole. Yes, uh, I think more people are fed up with the the story they since they had the ad uh, subsidiary story and maybe it's in the comics. I don't know uh, about uh, Barbara Gordon as Batgirl and uh, at least in the animated feature it's it's about her relationship after uh, Dick Grayson's left and basically it's a I don't want to say grooming but it's definitely a daddy issue <laughs> situation yeah. there and I didn't mind it because I I've been around enough crazy chicks to <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to, to totally understand too. it yeah because I mean her father's a, a police commissioner I mean he can't I mean of course you know he, he loves his daughter but he's also you know a police commissioner in Gotham City I mean how much well, time does, did he really have to spend with his daughter? Yes, and uh, that's talked about in the long Halloween. I mean, real brief. And I really need to catch up on more stuff with uh, after watching the long Halloween because it's like, yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, I think it's Jimmy Gordon, his son, and I know he becomes a serial killer in the comics, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about his. Uh, he had a son too, and I, I uh, jumped into watching a, or not watching. I read Death in the Family because I heard it was good. Like, oh shit, James Gordon has a son. I forgot about that. Uh, I did watch. Um, it was another one I recently watched that was a cheap TV uh, Blu-ray at um, at Best Buy recently. I think they're just trying to clear the shelves of it. They're so yeah, many. it's a uh, it's cheap for a reason because that is one that they uh that the beginning I think is new footage, but then they use a lot of footage from uh, Under the Red Hood. Uh, yes, and and Killing Joke too. Um, yes. Well, I've only I only played through one version of it, of course. Um, which, I mean, I know if you buy it digitally, there's only one version. I think they take away the. Uh, the uh, choose your own adventure portion of it with that said it um you know it's it says it's 61 minutes and i'm pretty sure no at least how i made my decisions <laughs> it, it couldn't have been more than 45 but yeah my decisions resulted in joker and batman dying so <laughs> so okay le- there's a crazy aspect to that that I can't remember exactly if they covered this at the beginning, but uh, Joker getting uh, involved with the UN and getting diplomatic immunity. Did they cover like any of that? Not, not in the uh, death of the family uh, animated film. Okay. I couldn't write Cause I just most, I recently read that and that was so insane to me that Joker pulled that off. Yeah. Um, well, all they all they really said in it, what and it's addressed. Um, I can't I can't recall it. So I uh, with um, just that. Uh, oh, shoot, I know I've even forgot the name of the of the uh, second second Robin. Um, I mean, the second he, what the second Robin? Um, oh, uh, Tim Drake. 
No, no, not Tim Drake. Um, Tim Drake, Dick Grayson. It's so hard to keep them in. Jason order. Todd. Jason Todd. Yes, that one. He basically, you know, he just basically said, well, he got uh, suspended by Batman. So he was following the Joker because of a. Or I don't think he was following the Joker. He just knew that it's he either. Trying to find his mom. Uh, that's death in the family. I can tell you that I knew that one, but it was uh, in a. So basically, going with the under the red hood, it's like I think it was either Batman was Batman was chasing the Joker, and Dick Grayson had oh no Jason Todd had um, determined that the there's some kind of uh, oh it was Raza Ghoul was trying to get a dirty bomb, and he was using the Joker to uh, get it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that Razo Gulang. It's been a little bit since I watched the animated deal. Yeah, under the under the red hood, uh, everybody's real complaint about that, and I guess it goes into death of the family is that it's uh, John DiMaggio as the voice of the Joker. Huh. Uh, and uh, John DiMaggio is best remembered as Bender from Futurama. So. I thought his voice sounded familiar. I couldn't connect those dots. Just hearing it. Yeah, so there's the disconnect there. I mean, he does voice work. I mean, he makes a living at voice work. So I'm still going to have fun with uh, Death in the Family. I still have six more endings to find. But yeah, stuff like that doesn't never really bothers me. I just kind of like just surrender to what's in front of me. Unless it's really bad, then I just kind of tend to have fun with it when it's really bad. Yeah, we'll get to that, I think. With Death and the Family and the interactivity, that was, um, so I'm still intrigued by it. I didn't know there was an interactive aspect to it. I only just watched it on, uh, I think I just watched it on HBO Max. I didn't know there was a whole interactive choose your adventure deal to it. Right, yeah, so it'll pause. There's about, I, I got about four decisions, which were, you know, does... Does uh, Jason Todd live? Um, and then it goes from and how, like it really, and how does he survive? Um, we're uh, we're two of the options, or just let him die. Um, and then there's there was a nice nod to how it was originally made because uh, did yeah. you know that when that the whole write-in yes, deal it, when they made the storyline? Yeah, I was a uh, yeah aware of that. It's like. Oh man, I mean we I mean there's I don't know. I mean with Under the Red Hood they kind of saved the Jason Todd character. I know he wasn't popular. I don't think a lot of a lot of uh, teenage proteges were popular in the late 80s. And that was probably mid 80s. Not not too far removed from Will Wheaton as uh, Wesley Crusher. And nobody wanted nobody I think people were and I guess I can see it because I'm pretty jaded about children, uh, at least his characters and stuff. Like um, Jurassic World, oh, I hated those kids. Oh yeah, I but, understand. But Jurassic Park, you know, I was I was 13 when that movie came out, so it's like I'm a kid. I you know I'm not gonna cheer for them to get uh, eaten. Well, so. I think with Jason Todd though is that he. He was just—he was so bitchy and annoying to read. No, I and Frank Miller actually does it in the Dark Knight Two. Um, 
I mean, it's Dark Knight Two. I read the read the graphic novel. It is sloppy as all hell. Um, it was just basically, hey, we got Frank Miller back. We didn't say he was going to do something. He wasn't going to put his. We didn't say he was going to put his heart into it, but we got him back. Uh, basically, at the end of that, we find out Jason Todd is try has tried to uh, has taken on the persona of the Joker, and it's rather but everything just wraps up so quickly. It, you don't really get to appreciate it. And Speaking of that, they also kind of do that with, uh, I also watched uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, I have kind of do that. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched, I haven't watched that one myself. Um, I don't know. It was I did uh, for years. I blew off Batman Beyond for a long time. And after watching Return of the Joker, it was so good. Like I might have to go back and watch some Batman Beyond. I never it heard, was way better than I thought it would be. I I never heard anything bad about um, Batman Beyond. Uh, I guess it was for me. Maybe it was Return of the Joker. Like and Bruce Wayne dies, and it's like, I uh, you see now you you kind of lost and I connected. But there's a lot of stuff um, I saw. I mean, just he is in that cartoon, right? But it's not like natural causes if i'm correct <laughs> so um you know it's like people joke like if you if a 90 year old murders somebody should we really put him in jail i mean you made it the 90 years i think you earned it um yeah. or so it's like well, that's a whole big argument you have with batman too about the his choice to not killing a lot of his villains like well, Joker, like that's a whole, that can be a whole podcast on its own. That's that's true, and I mean, I guess I kind of take it on Batman's theory when it comes to actual killing of things, but and you know, you I do I'm not a big fan of the Dark Knight tri- trilogy, uh, Christopher Nolan's three films. Um, yeah. I didn't like the uh, grounding it in reality to the point where nothing crazy can really happen i mean i guess there's a there's an element that the true true craziness can be a you know can be attained without being meta but um i don't know one would argue that 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 dark knight returns that second one like that's got to be up there as one of the best super hero movies of all time oh well that was a good movie and one would, would argue like it's crazy but it's kind of grounded oh no that's like, that's that's it's what, a different kind of crazy oh no that's that's the i if anything that's the charm i just it's just um i was not a fan of the dark as i say i'm not a fan of the trilogy um i do need to rewatch the dark knight i saw in theaters opening weekend and I thought it was uh, just way too long. They wasted um, Harvey Dent slash Two Face. They just one hundred percent did that. There's just so many things they did wrong, and we could. And with that, you could have taken away. Scarecrow. Man, Scarecrow got more than he than ever, anybody would say he deserved uh, in the first feature on all honesty oh no man i kind of like scarecrow i think he could do cool stuff with scarecrow i think he's pretty underrated oh no he's one of the more uh effective villains i mean it's kind of a shame in uh in the long halloween that he's stuck carrying around the mad hatter <laughs> 
Yeah, see, I have a lot of problems with the long Halloween. Like, uh, for one, like, it annoys me they didn't keep the art style of the comic book. I wanted the the mount, the purple, like, mouse ear Catwoman, for one. Like, that was my major gripe. Okay. Uh, no, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Um, I was just I more. Would just keep more of the art style, because the art style was really the best thing about the long Halloween is the art style. Other well, than that, let's be honest, that long Halloween is basically boring. Oh, I mean, it would have been okay as like a live action kind of deal, but as a, an animated deal, if you're going to make something animated, like do something crazy. Like you can do Green Lantern Blackest Night. And that would have been awesome for Halloween. Way more awesome the long Halloween than... I mean, I feel like they only did it because Halloween was in the title and it came out around Halloween. Right. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's a degree of that. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed the long Halloween uh, because it, again, is another pretty much another uh, reboot story, another retelling. I think if you, as long, I think that's the big thing about Batman is you have to incorporate the Joker in some way in every story. Um, and I think a lot of people again would say, well, yeah, I mean, the entire relationship between the Joker and Batman is, um, essential, like, uh, with the dark Knight returns, you know, you don't see anything about the Joker except, you know, him kind of getting out of his comatose status is, uh, the bat, the, uh, bat re- starts making headlines again. And then the second, you know, and you don't have to have him in for long, like, especially in the long Halloween. It was great that he's comes back just because he wants to be the premier killer. Yeah, the plane scene was amazing. That was a good scene mm-hmm. with the plane. Like, he's got to be down there somewhere. I'm just going <laughs> to guess everybody. Yeah, I, I got a 50-50 chance of getting it. Yeah. Um, so. The perfect Joker, but it had its moments. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just. I don't know. I just don't see why they did that one. I'm well, also, I, I think a lot of it is that it involves so many characters, and I think it's just that it's a nice, nice, easy pace. I mean, no, it's not going to be do anything innovative. But if you're looking for the detective elements, and I think that's what I enjoyed most about it because it's so early in the Batman history that, like. You know, he's Batman is regarded as the world's greatest detective when we get to Justice League. Like, that's his only real quality, Um, especially when you bring in the Justice League. Um, And in this one, it's basically in the long, long Halloween. It's basically he isn't a good detective. (laughs) He's still trying to figure this out. Um, And, you know, how the film closes, it's like, yeah, basically... Harvey Dent was going to happen on his own. So you didn't really cap, you didn't really solve the case. Yeah. So I, I like that element. I'm, I'm very much though into a, I can, I can be intrigued by just good story structure, I guess. Uh, But as you said, with animated features though, everything is boundless. Now I love that at least the Batman DC movies, um, animated movies, they keep 
they pretty much keep Gotham City and Batman in the same kind of vein of the animated series. You got this weird 30s, 30s, early 40s aesthetic, like classic film noir, yet you still have all this modern stuff. Um, oh, yeah, you even have the Gotham by Gaslight, the old like 1800s. You got yeah. 1800s. Batman. Now, that, that's one I didn't really care for. I think. Uh, yeah, I didn't love it either. I mean, you you like it's a good good relationship story with uh, Wayne and Selena Kyle, but otherwise, like oh, and you know, just trying to retell Jack the Ripper, and it the let it's kind of a letdown to find out it's uh, the how that one concludes. Like, I don't think we really basically let's just say I don't really think we want to see a lot of our heroes. Uh, twisted in the villains like that that's what's injustice is for uh, or that's what the uh green lantern is for you know yeah i got problems with injustice too i'm currently reading that um yeah i i just didn't again that's another one it's like i own both video games do i really need to um actually watch the movie so yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like they take a lot of liberties with a lot of characters. It's just, I don't know. But, you know, we cross that over with He-Man. Oh, I did not know that. Um, You know, as long as you got Kevin Smith involved, there's a lot (laughs) of promise there. I still haven't watched the new He-Man yet. Um, It's not good. It's all about I'm sorry. It's all about Tila. Did you say? He-Man show with no He-Man. Well, He-Man is a pretty one-dimensional character. Like he's Prince Adam. I mean, he's not like. I guess you would say you would like to. I mean, okay. Is the He-Man in the Masters of the Universe then? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's something. Well, like it, it's a fine cartoon. It's just, I, I think it pissed a lot of people off. We just call it He Man and Masters of the Universe, and there's no He Man or Masters of the Universe. You got Tila running around doing stuff. Well, the second season apparently is all uh, evil in. Well, I, again, I'm actually going to give it time. I mean, I we were st- lied to, is what I'm saying. All right. Well, I, you see, I, you know, I I really the only thing I've heard about the series directly is that it was because um, I hear Shiro is great, um, but what I hear about um, all I've heard about Batman really comes from uh, Xavier Woods doing a appearance on uh, the Masked Man podcast, the Masked Man show, <laughs> and uh, he like if you remember SummerSlam when. Uh, Kofi did the job to Lashley. He was wearing his uh no, sorry, it wasn't SummerSlam, uh Money in the Bank, I suppose. He was wearing his Skeletor gear. And I don't know why they didn't have Xavier Woods around. He but he had he had uh He-Man gear, and then he was crazy about the black character they brought in the He-Man, so on Netflix. So um so there's, there, there, there are definitely fans, uh, and you know, truthfully, you're always going to hear from the uh, loud minority <laughs> over everything. But 
Um, I'm excited. Like it, it is like if you were ever, it's an okay cartoon. It's all oh, right. All right. I just feel like we were lied to. Okay. Well, me, I'm, I'm a bit. You know, you can. You know, if the twist works, everything's okay. So I'll have to. So again, I still need to give it time. But yeah, we're not here to talk about He Man. No, no, but uh, <laughs> so let's see with uh. So I mean, yeah, they, a long Halloween. Like it, I, I don't know, man. It it mostly kind of bored me. But then I had just recently got done reading it, right? So I so, had my own. It was still fresh in my head. I think there's an element of um with comic books it's like everything really does since it's not animated since it's not in motion like everything has to happen bang 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 one frame you have to have something happen the next frame something's gonna have to happen as well each page so i think with uh the translation to animated features or regular features like I mean, I've been an unabashed fan of Superman versus uh, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. I think um, it really works if if you take in how like a comic book works. And I don't think that I don't think and I think that's why people thought, oh, it's boring. And it's like, well, it's like nothing really happens in a comic book. And, and when something happens, it's just bang and it's gone. Um. So I'm not going to stand for Justice League, uh, at least the Joss Whedon one. I didn't mind it, but um, I understand, like, yeah, this isn't what I, like, I dug Zack Snyder's stuff. So so that's uh, where I stand with those. And yeah, the cut was uh, way too long. The, uh, Scott Snyder cut or whatever it was. It yeah, was no, for long. a four-hour movie, it's like, I don't know what they were thinking with that. But I mean, you ever lo- see the rundown of the slow motion? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Like, it's just again. This is this podcast is about movies uh, and features that fit around seventy four to ninety nine minutes. So, like, if I'm gonna have to keep watching, you know, like I finally finished. Like, I had probably held on to the GFK director's cut netflix dvd that arrived in the mail jesus christ for probably for probably a month month and a half just because okay when am i gonna have three and a half hours so yeah i had covid when i watched the snyder cut so i had nothing else to do otherwise i would have never have watched it yeah that's um makes total sense to me and with all that said it's kind of least good that uh, movie theaters are opening back up so i can watch longer movies and like you know before i go see a movie i send out a tweet like all right going to see this you have two hours not to die because <laughs> i'm gonna shut my phone off so i kind of uh i mean i really really miss <laughs> being uh being able to just sit and watch a movie and not worry about anything. Wow. This podcast, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's for the ideal runtime, 90 minutes, but I end up making a 90 minute movie, a two hour affair because, all right, stop. 
check this out. <laughs> so, but you know, that's so. I still got, still got a bunch of movies I got to catch. Like one, I had to, I got to see No Time to Die because it's uh, kind of pivotal to watch it before I finish off the definitive screen draft of that of the James Bond series. So I can't use the spoilers and I still got to watch Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. I haven't heard anything good about it, but, you know, I did the podcast. Movies are good. And then, uh, then I got the, and I've got, well, I mean, obviously last night in Soho is one big Edgar Wright guy. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff I got to get out. It's just very difficult, I think, especially as a single guy. Like, you know, I think there's a movies are kind of a shared experience. So you don't want to go to a movie and be on your own unless you're yeah. like, unless you're like the, the, the one of three people. Like when I saw Spiral from the book of Saw, like, all right, well, there's two people I can probably stop after the movie and get an opinion from <laughs> for the show. But uh, with... Um, yeah. I probably had way more fun seeing the new Ghostbusters taking the boys than I would have by myself. No, it's, that's what I'm... Yeah, but... Uh, I, it's weird because I made my parents, or I shouldn't say I made, I think it was... A lot of it was just trying to kill time, and my parent, my my mom, my, was stuck with us all summers, so uh, she had to see a lot of movies. She probably didn't have a lot of desire to, but she's pretty stubborn. So I don't think uh, I think she left all the movies she didn't want to see to my dad, um, who doesn't really like to see movies. Like um, I have, I haven't taken the time to investigate that. He's not a like. Not a big action fan, but it's like he could appreciate a good setup for action. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any dads do. I think my dad would, he would take us to the movies and he would always fall asleep. And that no matter what we saw, no matter what it was, his response was always, eh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, less so. But. Uh, getting back to this with uh, animated features it's like the, a part of me wonders why we weren't doing anim- you know why we weren't doing big budget animated comic book movies from the start like why we were so dependent on waiting for the technology to catch up so it'd be live action I mean, yeah, cartoons seem to turn a lot of people off for some reason Oh no, I t- I totally I, I I know that. I mean, I do know that, but it's kind of like um I'm big on well we got to re-educate people. <laughs> like in 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 Japan at least in the late the late 2000s or sorry, late late 90s when I was big into anime. Um anime at the time took up a quarter of the market. And you can't really say that with uh American animation. Well, I mean, it was special at the time too. Like you had to go out of the, your way to well, get Japanese animation. That that's that's for the Americans, though. In Japan, it's there all the time. Only as I say, it was a quarter of the market. Well, yeah, for them. Yeah, 
so it's kind of it's kind of like why do we have that kind of disconnect with animation like i know ralph bashke's really only done you could probably count all his excellent movies on one hand um american pop um fritz the cat um i'm sure there's others i have done the hobbit ones too didn't he uh do the hobbit the Hobbit was actually done with Rake and Rake uh, and Bass. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, okay. Um, no, he did Lord of the He did the Lord of the Rings. Wizards, Wizards, and yeah, there, there you go. Um, wasn't that Fire and Ice is okay? Um, so, but like, there, there's just as I say, there's a point to me. It's like. I don't know. Maybe it's just a merit. I think, I think it was something um, actually an article I was skimming through on the ringer about how uh, aside from music, well, not even music in that case, like K-pop, J-pop, J-rock never would have picked up in the late nineties. I think in the nineties, there was something. It, okay. This, the article was about how soccer is finally catching on in the States. And I think what the uh, article is saying, like, we did not want to, uh, like, we wanted all the foreign uh, physical stuff. We did not want their culture at all. And I think maybe that's changing, at least uh, beyond soccer. Um, Like, I mean, with BTS being the biggest thing out there in music right now. Um, And it's just yeah, there's always been a weird kind of xenophobia about certain things. Yeah, it's um, so it's like when we get back to the states, then it's like we okay, we could do all this stuff, is what I'm saying, but we just choose not to. And like, I don't know, you you create enough great stories. I mean, and I think you know, for the long animation tape took a long time all the way up till computers took over but like i still think it was usually cheaper to do an animated feature than it was to do a live action feature because you got egos like you're paying your actors more than what the story is worth in most cases um i mean especially when you look at the uh, 80s and early 90s action movies like um stallone was pretty much just like once you cast stallone you don't have that script anymore it's his it's his material now the beauty of stallone was that he would typically write his own material i'd say half the time so like at least you know he meant it for himself like I mean, I'm sure you. Kind of a special case, though. I think he always kind of had like it. He was a. He had a background in writing, like he wrote the first Rocky. Like oh, he he wrote have that kind of background. Right? No, he wrote he wrote all the wrote all the Rockies, and I think he's directed the majority of them. Actually, by the end of it all. Um. So I mean, but I'm just saying it's kind of nice that he's got that in, you know, at least if he's going to do this, if he's going to do movies where it's all about Stallone, he's at least writing them <laughs> instead of, you know, movies that end up being all about Schwarzenegger and you know he doesn't do, you know, he's not going to take the time to type 
120 pages. So, um, now I think, uh, at least with DC animation, I think uh, people kind of expect, I think, to a degree, the Batman the Animated Series style, which I kind of appreciate that the movies outside of Batman uh, tend to just be kind of be, you know, as I say, Batman set somehow set in the 40s and modern day at the same time. Well, the rest of the rest of the series doesn't have that. Uh, the DC universe have that kind of charm. It's like whatever the time is. Um, so I like. So there's a there's kind of comes a distinction, I think. And I think Batman's got the best villains of all of the uh, DC characters. I mean, what Superman has Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Bizarro, and. Uh, Doomsday, Mr. Mixoplick. Yeah, Mr. Mixoplick. Um, what I'm getting at, though, is that, you know, that's four. Um, and, you know, while Batman... Bizarro, can... but I'm not sure if Bizarro really counts as a villain. He's more of an annoyance. Like, Superman more has annoyances. Yeah, well, and it goes, it goes back to Solomon Grundy, too. Like, especially in The Long Halloween. It's like, yeah. He's just a guy. He's just a zombie who wants to be left alone. But yeah, uh, a little inspiration, and he'll be he'll come he'll come to you. Um. So, but uh, I don't know. Like, you can definitely, you know, out of all those Batman movies I've seen, like, okay, Mask of the Phantasm. Um. I mean, even the Bat Batwoman and um. The mystery of Batwoman, I think it was, and Deep Sub Zero. I mean, they're all pretty, pretty solid. I mean, Gotham by Gaslight. Well, it's an experiment, you know. It's an experimental mental co- comic, so you can you let you you're kind of forgiving for that one. Um, I mean, it's so it's like Batman hardly misses. Um, yeah, but I mean, I would argue that the DC animated universe has a Batman problem. I think they rely too much on Batman. Like, well, even the ones that aren't Batman, like say Justice League Dark, like Justice League Dark doesn't need Batman in it. Why no, it, Batman- well, you need basically with uh, Justice League Dark, you needed Batman to uh, welcome people in who don't understand how bloody cool Constantine is. Well, I mean, I would argue that people who don't already know that aren't really watching Batman animated movies. Like, it's like it's like AEW. Like, they're not necessarily bringing any new people in with Batman, especially, because Batman fans aren't really... I mean, they're, they're just gonna watch Batman. And that's... I, I forgot where I was. Well, no, I I understand what you're saying. There, the six the, new people with it. Well, no, I understand the AEW had a built-in audience to begin with, and I can't really say that the promotion has done much to expand upon it. If anything, it's horrible business practices by WWE that is making making the casual wrestling fan look for alternatives. Yeah, but it did give us Daniel Sin and Omega, and goddamn it, that was a good match. 
Oh yeah, no, I I mean I think it's uh I don't know if I'd say the product's at its best. No way is Imperium gonna lose to Wagner and O'Reilly. No way. No. no. Let's just let's just have the Wagner heel turn. And I guess you Kyle O'Reilly's, O'Reilly's gonna have to sign a longer extension. <laughs> that that is kind of part of the part part of the fun I have with these movies though. I watched the Ray uh Freedom Fighters, the Ray, and I like the end fight is like this is stupid. Like they stand no chance. Mm. Overgirl versus the Ray. You can't tell me Nazi Supergirl is going to lose to the Ray. I mean, come on now. It's Supergirl. Yeah, I you see that was one I was I haven't I haven't seen. So I really like when it came to this binge, um I did watch uh I tried to catch up on most of my Justice League stuff that I picked up on, like and I'm I'm surprised we haven't really talked about Suicide Squad, or not Suicide Squad. And you can say, "Oh, great, we're going to go back to Batman." Well, Batman Assault on Arkham, which is really just a Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean that was just like I think that's the one that really made me totally like um, head over heels, like anticipating the latest DC movies. I mean that was a. I mean that that movie is just sheer. Like, okay, one. Why is it PG thirteen? Like this stuff is pretty intense. Like, um, I mean we get to really explore how damaged the Harley Quinn is with the Joker. <laughs> um, dead shots really delivered well. Now Suicide Squad held a pay. That was more of a cash grab. Like, I don't. Like, cause it didn't really do anything to erase 2016 Suicide Squad. Um, so that's a that's a uh, and they oh whoa! Uh, oh, it's right. kind of a shame they haven't really made a good Suicide Squad one because I, I've been reading the original Suicide Squad stuff. All right, so are you talking Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad from the 80s, 70s and 80s or talking about Suicide Squad from the 80s, the original John Ostrander. Oh, no, I I see I haven't really gotten around to that. I I started with the new 52 Suicide Squad. Um which I mean the new 52 just screwed up a lot of stuff. Period. They screwed up a lot of things for a lot of years and they spent too many too many years just revamping everything every year. Right. It's just, I'm kind of done now. I just kind of jump into storylines. I yeah. think that's the best way to get into comic books. Oh, you yeah. Just, especially now, you can just uh, say, download an app, and you can just say you like Batman. Like, oh, look, at, I'm just going to jump into this storyline. Oh, no, it's... Oh no, I think you're I think you're right on that. Like I kind of like to try starting at the beginning. So it's like when I'm in the comic book shop, it's like, oh no, that's already at six. I'm not do they have one? Nope. Okay, then I'm not really and that's a that's a that's a fault on my own. Like cause um it's not like you can start from a issue one anyway. I mean, well, think of how many issues of, say, Batman there are. It's oh, no. Time to read all of those. Well, but then, then I go back to the uh, go back to the fact that it's one of the charms of the DC animated uh, universe is that continuity be damned half the time. 
Like you're going to get. So I watched Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which is just how they decided to introduce Aquaman to the uh, series. It was uh, to the uh, DC animated movies, which I think took place after uh, one of that I watched. uh, Oh, DC Crisis on uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, which is actually pretty solid. Uh, it's the worst James Woods character ever because he's not being James Woods for the most part. <laughs> um, Who was he in that one? He was a uh, owl man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, no, we when like, it's like a view to the of ki- you to a kill uh, the James Bond movie with Christopher Walken as a villain, but he's not really walking up. <laughs> yeah. You're like no, you you gotta like, and it's not really fair to Christopher Walken at least because uh, I mean he's not very walking in the Deer Hunter, which he won an Oscar for. So, but uh, I don't know. Ever since the Dead Zone, I guess he's he's become walking, um, and he usually is able to translate it into every movie like he's excellent in anything he does he's done with tarantino be it true romance as the sicilian or um pulp fiction when he's talking about the watch so um yes that's that's kind of that's that's where you spend a lot of money on voice actors and this is the guy who like you know he's (laughs) He's done, he, like, his family guy runs, like, he's he's been an asshole for the past 25 years. <laughs> um, yeah, and he is really funny in the comedy roles that he's been in. Yes, no, he's, he, but he's, he's still James. Really w- funny. <laughs> I mean, he's still James Woods, though. The guy, uh, uh, oh, I was saying Christopher Walken. You were oh. talking about Christopher Walken, I suddenly, uh, I, I remembered his, uh, his part in uh, what was it? Joe Dirt is that? Janitor? Oh yeah, the the, I, the, mo- the yeah. Myself for oh no, he's like five minutes. It's, it was so funny. Oh yeah, no, he's Joe Dirt isn't. I mean, it's all sophomore humor, so I understand why it's poorly received critically. But it were like it's it's constant, and it's like if you don't like the humor, you're not going to like the movie, but. If you don't like that style of humor, you're not going to like that movie. But aside from Kid Rock, everything works in that movie. So, yeah. I mean, if it, I, it, it, I think Kid Rock was pretty solid as that character. I mean, you just have to separate yourself from him being, you know, Kid Rock. Well, I mean, Red, Red, Red like, um, I don't know. Kid Rock is just such a such a bloody anomaly i guess like he made his money pretty much being eminem with electric guitar tracks i mean and he wasn't nowhere near eminem i'm just saying they both came from detroit and they he both is 100 percent garbage yes and he's, made, he's made a fortune on the, the 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 moment he the moment like oh so they really expose the fact that he's got nothing to do with hip hop. 
once that was exposed he became a he became this rock this southern rocker which is like you're from detroit and you ain't bob seeker <laughs> so <laughs> i mean it's just so insulting whatever he whatever he does now oh no you want to throw up a little bit in your mouth look up his most recent track oh the the i i've seen the lyrics i have not listened to it and i <laughs> and i and i know and i know weird al had to verify that no, this is Kid Rock doing something stupid. It's not me doing Kid Rock. <laughs> yep, nope, it's about 100% Kid Rock. So it's like, if, you know, how ridiculous is it if Al Yankovic doesn't want to <laughs> want to associate I mean, with it? It itself. I mean, you can't. Yeah, well, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of it. It's just, oh, gosh. Um, this isn't about Joe Dirt, so we're getting back to um so Superman. So Justice League movies like okay, Throne of Atlantis was good. Um I mean, especially I think I don't know if that's the one where no, I think that was uh, Crisis Two Earths where uh Batman is banging uh not Batman, uh Superman's banging uh Wonder Woman. And they even do the glasses bit. Like he gives her a pair of like, no, you can you can just walk around and he gives her a pair of glasses so i think no i think that i think that is i think that is throne of atlantis um and it's weird because they get us they get a stint again with the voice actors like uh jerry o'connell has been superman for a few for a long time now uh and rebecca romaine has been lois lane and um it was rosario dawson who was doing uh wonder woman for a while and best of all is Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're, so there's so much charm. I think they've been able to keep with the voice actors that you you're very you can be a little more forgiving of the Justice League features. Um, yeah, they're more or less consistent. I mean, for the most part. Oh, I mean, they, yeah. I think Nathan Fillion's in a, a good bulk of them. Yes. Oh no, the casting has been great. Uh, it's just like. I guess it becomes more of a series or like a sitcom, you know, I don't want to say sitcom, but kind of like, Oh yeah, it's our, it's our favorite characters. Again, they're back They're What's going to be wacky. Um, so that's what uh, a lot I of do the- wish they did. They kept some of that wackiness though, in the animated features. Cause I, I don't know if you've watched a, did you see teen Titans, the Judas contract? No, I haven't. Um, only teen Titans thing I've seen is uh, at least in terms of feature length, it would be uh, Teen Titans go to the movies, which I'm still wondering if my parent, my uh, uh, sister has let her, I bought it for her son, and it's like solely because of the last line of the movie. A lot of that Teen Titans stuff is really fun. Like, me and oh. Dexter are watching a Teen, they have a new uh, Teen Titans go Christmas deal on HBO okay. Max right now. And I'm still those are pretty fun to watch. I'm still waiting for uh, Teen Titans Go to See Space Jam to actually be away from the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it's not any good, but, you know, it's still, I mean, I don't know. So many people, it, it's weird being, um, you know, usually 10 to damn near 20 years. Oh, gosh, I'm bloody old. <laughs> Uh, at least in retail and banking, it's very interesting when you're 20, 20 years young, like 20 years older than your coworkers. 
and like you really hold Space Jam in high regard, like no or Hocus Pocus. No, that ain't my childhood. That's your shit. <laughs> don't don't expect me to go to bat for that. So I I obviously want to bury Space Jam, but it's neither here nor there. I was intrigued by the sequel. I have not watched it. I mean, Don Sheetle's the villain, so it's a good selling point. Um, but, but that uh, wackiness, though, like Judas Contract, like they left it. There's one well, really wacky part. I really wish they would have left in that animated because I would have loved to see it animated. Is the part where uh, uh, the villain, I forget, something blood, but he, he appears in front of the UN in full supervillain garb. I'm like, yeah, we need these nuclear weapons, blah, blah, blah. And the just, then Teen Titans are there. Like, no, you can't be serious. You can't give this, give these people an army and weapons or whatever. Like, oh, no, he, 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 he seems to make a good case. Uh, I think we should give him these things. He's just sitting there just full supervillain garb. Like, are you smacking kidding me? He's in, like he's in a mask, like all red and black. With you're just gonna give him weapons in an army? <laughs> well, I think it's more of allowing him to have. I mean, if he if he's got the funds, I mean, I mean, there's there's uh, UNICEF isn't gonna give him the money, um, but that's that's not that's all technicalities neither here nor there. Um, it's so wacky. This just the whole scene when you're reading it, like. The smacking uh, Wolfman art and everything. He's just in the UN. It's just a guy in supervillain garbage. I just, I don't know. I would, I really would have loved to have seen that. Well, uh, well, as I'm saying though, when it comes to the wackiness, I mean, it's just more of the entire. I mean, that is in the Justice League's animated features, basically, is you've fallen in love with these animated characters. So you're going to be. And they got familiar voices. I mean, um, I don't want to say, it was, I think it was Crisis on uh, two, uh, two Earths where Shazam is voiced by Sean Astin. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I just love these actors and they're playing characters that I grew up loving. So it's kind of, as I say, it kind of has a sitcom feel. There's not a lot of wackiness in these movies. Like the wackiest, I would say, would be Assault on Arkham. So. But it's um, and then it's been a while since I've seen that one. That one that had uh like CGI stuff in it, didn't it? Uh, Sultan Arkham? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, that that was basically Deadshot and uh, basically uh, Waller. Uh, it forms forms Task Force X to go and assassinate the Riddler who knows how to deactivate the bombs in their necks. It's um, been a long time since I've yeah. seen it. Oh, I so, remember watching one of those at Suicide Squad, Squad 1. There was, I think there's only been two of them. The I, other one is yeah. Hell to Pay, and that didn't really really work out too well. Just uh, lacks, lacks the humor and the charm, which I think is really goes to why, you know, I don't, you can say what you want about the live action Suicide Squad movies, but I really dug, uh, I thought it ran too long. Again, this is a guy who wants his movies to be under 100 minutes. Um, but 
I'm with you. Yeah, but uh, I think Hell to Pay is the one that I actually saw. I don't think I saw Assault on Arkham. Oh yeah, Hell to Pay. Hell to Pay and thinking that it just wasn't good. No, there's nothing memorable about it except it did have me try tracking down. I and I still made a mistake. Like I bought Throne of Atlantis, thinking, "Oh, this is the one where uh, Reverse Flash gets shot in the head." No, it's Flashpoint Paradox, and they play that. that is in- probably my favorite. God yeah. damn it, Flashpoint Paradox is good. I, I haven't I haven't gotten around to that one. As I say, I ended up misreading my info trying to track it down and bought Throne of, Throne of Atlantis. All right, yeah. Well, I mean, Flashpoint is one of the, and they're still trying to figure out if they're going to make it into, make it work as a movie. I think. I mean, I think they've gotten a lot of people from different Batmans. Like, I think Michael Keaton is supposed to play Batman in a uh, Flashpoint yeah, Paradox I, live I action. I really think they're messing up starting off the Flash like that because I mean, there's st- where do you go from there? I mean, you can't. You can't top Flashpoint Paradox in well, terms that's, of Flash storylines. Well, it's going to be hard to top. Well, their mistake, their the mistake they're making is that uh, we already have a Barry Allen that we like. I haven't. I now I have not watched any of the Arrowverse. I'll be upfront about that. I mean, it's just you know television itself. I'm very. Very hard to yeah, keep up on. Yeah, it's also CW, so it's a lot of whiny teenagers. Yeah, but I'm just saying they had they have their they have their Flash, and they have their Green Arrow, and it's like um, I don't think they want. I don't think there's a want to see the uh, emo um, emo um, Voldemort. If I'm correct, it's it's been a while since I saw. Uh, Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. But I guess at the end of the movie we find out, oh, it's that abused child is Voldemort. Um, I mean, he was he was interesting in Trainwreck, uh, being the 16-year-old yeah. that Amy Schumer tries to shag. <laughs> but so, I mean, it, he's just a, such an odd, He's he's got an odd element to him i can't recall the actor's name uh Uh, ezra miller yes you're correct there right so i mean as i say we just have like if you're gonna bring green arrow into the dc whatever the hell it is now um because i don't think i think they've given up on the ecu the eu uh, yeah, I think they've just uh, made peace with the fact that they're not going to be the Marvel Universe, so they just kind of settled into we're just going to make grown-up comic book movies. Yeah. Well, and to an extent, it's like, I don't know, well, like Aquaman was great, Wonder Woman was good, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84, Shazam was a lot of fun. It was not good. I was but, very disappointed. I wanted to like it. Oh, no, I... I so much i like everybody involved in it but yeah. it just wasn't good. oh so well no and that's what i've heard about 84 and also that runs way too long um so uh, i do like the maxwell lord arc though well as, as i say and like had... maxwell lord. yeah no say. i'm familiar i'm familiar with the character i but 
but I mean, I I dug Birds of Prey. I like I like the second su- the Suicide Squad. I'm really pumped for Peace Peacemaker. Uh, the the animated the uh, yeah series, looks- and it's it's nuts. Like I got to um, so I wanted when I was at Wizard World, um, I wanted to uh, catch the Robert Patrick panel. Well, they didn't put it in the typical panel room, so I was kind of disappointed by that. Got to see the Rucker uh, again. I mean, he's gold. Um, but so it's like, well, I got to at least, you know, stop by. So I went and spent 60 bucks for the autograph. And I go in, like, I couldn't find anything with him on it to have signed or at least affordable. So I bought a Terminator 2 11 by 17. Um, Michael Rooker? No, this was for, I already got my Rooker autograph. <laughs> that That's a... That's a Yondu pop, actually. Um, right on. Yeah, That's so I took this took this poster from Terminator Two to uh, get Robert Patrick to sign it. Okay. And, yeah, and he's he's very down to earth, very cool. It's like, and I like apologize. Look, man, I couldn't find anything with you, you with you with you. you. They don't market you enough. And he just looks at me. No, it's his movie, man. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, but Robert Patrick, you make everything better. I love Dust from Dust till on till dawn too. Um, you're the only reason to watch the Marine, and it's like, oh, and he's you know very humble, and and then I didn't realize I, I did not realize that he's playing uh, Peacemaker's dad in uh, the TV series. It's like, oh, you got to carry John Cena's ass again. <laughs> I really would have loved to have said that, but. Uh, <laughs> So I just rewatched that trailer uh, before we uh, did this podcast and just heard to me, oh yeah, that's gotta be coming out soon. And I saw him as his dad. Just, uh, it does make me happy to see him. Yeah. Well, C2, so C2E2, John Cena will be there. I think he's the, to uh, promote Peacemaker. C2E2 is kind of the, one of the big, I guess you'd say there's four big comic cons. You have, comic-con san diego of course comic-con new york uh i hear a lot of great things about uh emerald city which is uh seattle and then you got c2e2 so it's it's the last it's the last big press drop i think yeah he does look like he's having the time of his life being peacemaker like he legitimately just looks like he's having fun in that whole trailer like he just looks like he's having a ball I think it's the first time, like, John Cena's biggest problem is that he's he's had to act for a lot of his work. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination. Like, when uh, Dwayne Johnson got into the movies, like, it was basically, I get to, uh, like, you, you're, writing, you're writing characters for The Rock. And John Cena did not get that luxury. So, like, no, he had to eat it bit doing movies like The Marine and whatnot. Right. But what I'm saying is, he didn't have the luxury, is they don't write characters to be John Cena for the most part. Um, well, man, he, gets a, he gets a fair amount of heat, but from, just from what I've seen of John Cena, like, I, I was out of. Being a wrestling fan for a lot of the Cena years, but man, 
Oh no! I, it's, as I'm it's saying, it's like watching the uh, what's his name, Justin Timberlake on uh, on the SNL. Yeah. As much as I don't like his music and whatnot, like man, that dude really gives it his all. Yeah. Like he, he goes right in it. He's hilarious. He's just he's awesome. He right. throws himself in it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is when you when when John Cena gets movie other movies besides like he's great in Trainwreck. He's great in suit this Suicide Squad, um, and I hear and I think the only other movie he really gets a lot of credit for being great in is Bumblebee. Um, nobody really said anything good about flat, uh, and that goes for the entire fit picture. Uh, Fast, uh, Fast Nine, um, and I haven't watched any of the Fast movies since uh, the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it. I saw a little too douchey for me. I saw Point Break. I don't need it again. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of those classic action movies. Like, why did they remake that? Yeah, well, that that's beyond. I don't even want to get into the trying to think about that uh, remake. Oh, I feel that way about Cowboy Bebop too. And like, I, why I, can't you just watch the old thing? Why do we need this new live action thing? Just watch the old thing; it's already there. Well, because then you can't you can't make any more money off the old thing. And that's uh, the <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 the uh, that's the truth around that. And I I can't say like from what I've seen. I haven't watched the Cowboy Bebop uh, live action. From what I've seen, doesn't look bad. So. Of course, I'm the guy who bought a freaking hentai sketchbook of Faye Valentine at the last uh, Comic-Con I was at. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Well, then you will be smacking disappointed. Stick to the anime. Well, I, as I say, it's... I, I'm telling you, as I, the guy who probably would have also bought the <laughs> hentai sketchbook of Faye Valentine, you will yeah. be disappointed in live action cowboy bebop well i mean i'm kind of, i i can't like i had michael dubois on he was he was intrigued so that's why i think yeah i'm gonna i'll have to give it a chance look i didn't have netflix until my uh ex-girlfriend i bought uh that would be ali from ali's accessory shop on etsy um like getting a fire stick set up for her and she loaded it in the first end like she immediately subscribed to Netflix. Oh, she she's if you listen to the podcast, she's responsible for Ali's accessory shop on Etsy's trash feature review. She went we're 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 on pretty good terms. I mean, I take care of her cat because she moved in with her uh <laughs> she moved in with her uh ex-boyfriend, now her fiance, uh and she couldn't take the cat along because the apartment, the condo he lives at, only has one cat. Allows one cat, and yeah, that you the, need to knock that shit off. Don't do that shit. What are you doing? You I can't take turn, care of her cat when she gets married. I hey, I can't. I can't. No, I mean, I, I got a weak thing for cats, man. Especially this one one year little dude. <laughs> no, I mean. Oh, be a man. Ah, I'm all, for I'm, shit now. I'm I mean, old. I love cats too. Steal her cat. That's <laughs> no. what you should do. Steal her cat. Take no. her cat. No, Come it's on, like... Russ. Take her cat. No, no. I, I, I'm, <laughs> ho- no. I'm thinking. I'm hoping because I mean, 
I'm hoping she realizes she can um, be on her own feet. She's done a lot. She's done a lot of great work. She, when I met her, she was uh, dealing with um, her schizoaffective disorder was so great that she couldn't really do things. And, um, you know, we, um, you know, after four, after nearly four years of a relationship, which ended just because it just wasn't going to get better. Not because I'm it was hearing more arguments why you should take her cat. No, I, well, I don't want to take her cat. I look, I don't want to take her cat because when that cat disappears, I want to go and pick my own cat out. So, <laughs> I, so that's 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 the truth. So I'm gonna so and I I like the, he's also he's also Skimble is also the most most ironic cat to me because like. I think she knew. I think she knew the relationship wasn't uh, wasn't going to last because she uses the same adjectives to describe him, and we're both like this cat thinks he's definitely thinks he's people. He'll discuss have discussions with you. I will obviously. I host a podcast. I just love talking, so it's it's like we look at each other like no 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 no, no, no. We're, we're 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 like he's a and on top of that he's the most cuddly cat there is. I hate to say that. Yeah, yeah, um, I get it, and I yeah. think I'm people too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so with uh, so we've gotten to Justice League. We've touched on the Suicide Squad. I guess when it comes to the Justice League, the only one that I well, we can talk about Dark. I thought Apocalypse War ended up being uh, very interesting. Yeah, I really love the uh, the effect of uh, John Constantine just losing it. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Like, here he is. Like, he's just, he's, in a nutshell, like, he's basically, like, he's just this guy. Like, he drinks, he smokes, he hangs out at the bar. And all of a sudden, here he is, like, in this big thing with the Justice League. You know, here's Superman. And he's just, he's just John Constantine. He's just a guy with some tricks. Of yeah. course he would lose it. I would lose it and start fucking crying, too. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, how the smack did I get here? Right, right. And it's a uh, lot. And I did uh I think it was Hellblazer, uh City of Angels was really good. They've done some great things with Constantine and it's kind of a Constantine does not get his due. Like he is way back in the eighties, he was a bisexual character struggling with AIDS. And I don't think he gets near enough credit as he does. Like there's this thing with Jonathan Kent now. And I was yeah. just like, who cares, man? There's John Constantine way before Jonathan Kent. Jonathan Kent is boring. Well, like, that's the only reason why they made him bisexual, because he's a boring character. Right. No, I, I, I haven't I haven't followed up on that. But the the the, the thing is that, as you said, nobody gave Constantine his due back in the day. And this is a I don't think he was Neil Gaiman's he, he character. He still doesn't get his due. Right, but what I'm getting what I'm getting at is that especially in the eighties when they were doing John Constant, uh, Constantine, it's like, okay, that's really um that's that's a that was a that was a comic they weren't gonna push the world. That's that was a comic for comic book fans. So you couldn't set so the, nobody was taking the, there was no idea until two thousand five when it was like, Well, Keanu's needs Keanu needs a new action franchise. 
Yeah, that was a book that dealt with real evils in the world that the Justice League will never touch. No, it it, it no precisely and exactly. It's a so it's a so it's something that's more along closer to the Watchmen than it is to it's it's a it's an adult feature. So making Jonathan Jonathan Kent queer is basically. Basically, this is the first time Not they're going to, the, the first time yeah. they're, well, I, okay, um, I thought, I thought Q kind of just encompasses everybody. That's why I used it. I don't um, know. I'm so confused about the terminology these days. I was just trying to be correct. Oh, no. And I, and I appreciate that. And, you know, if you can explain it to me, my Twitter handle is at CatBusRuss Audience. Um, I'd love to actually get some genuine feedback. I know the numbers look all right, but come on. I mean, I would probably lead t- towards, I'm definitely, like, I, 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 I acknowledge with the Kinsey scale, I'm not a zero, <laughs> which is, <laughs> okay, so I'm definitely not a three. So I'm not in that middle space, but eh, situation calls for it. Um, I'm flex. I'm flexible, so not very flexible, but there is some flexing. Yeah. So, hey, no. In all honesty, like audience, if you can really explain the uh, all these terms, greatly appreciate it. At cat bus rust at c a t b u s r u s s. Why? But rather be riser than stubborn. But truth be, if all my friends who are in the community they probably know how stubborn I am. So I'm a work in progress. I've always kind of felt like DC kind of had a, had a problem with this kind of thing. They are, I feel like they almost have a problem with making anybody full gay. It seems like they just makes everybody just bisexual instead. Like uh, uh, Alan Scott and his son, they're like, they made them both bisexual and they also double date, which is way weirder than me than to me than being bisexual because I cannot ever in my life imagine double dating with my mom. Can you imagine double dating with your parents? That sounds like a nightmare. And we're in the age of faux man. <laughs> I don't not, even know what that is. Uh, I just fo- don't want to double date with my mom. Oh, okay. Faux is the probably the most popular porn category right now which is about like shagging your stepmom shagging your stepsister oh that's a that's the scientific term for it okay i know i i don't think it's a scientific term but it's basically faux as in fake (laughs) fest as in incest i think one porn company actually made a musical about it so (laughs) the whole thing's smacked up to me i don't know it's just uh, like the old Jonathan Kent thing, like they've had these characters forever. I don't understand how they have to make new ones well, when they already have the established ones that they could just put to the forefront. Well, no, like they have a, they've had Midnighter and Apollo forever, and you probably don't even know who Midnighter and Apollo is. No, I'll 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 acknowledge that. Um, but here's here's the thing: it's not. I think. DC did it just to make a statement to the entire world um, that hey, a Kryptonian could be could be different than just straight. Like, um, so I think that's the point of that. 
Now, yeah, it does make sense because I mean, if I was an all-powerful being, I think I would probably just smack everything that moved moved also. Well, we can go into Homelander and his entire uh, second season, <laughs> uh, second season, um, some other time. But um, oh man, smacking Homelander—that's a whole smacking podcast, also. Yeah, so. Uh, I saw what I so what I'm getting. Isn't at. that the beauty of comic books, though? I mean, you could just go. No, down, we could go down so many different oh, aisles. No, and that's 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 that is totally true. And it's uh, as I say, that's why I like the DC animated features because there seems to be like continuity seems to be thrown out the window, like regular comic books. And I think it's why the you know this is strictly fanboy stuff. Uh, the DC movies is because people are not that patient at work uh, with the uh, coworker, the libertarian who's watching videos. I don't think you can actually what telegram some other, it can't be YouTube. Gosh, what I'm getting, she was saying, they were saying, I don't want to, she's not going to be work with me after this, this week. So I could probably go nuts, but I digress. But she was like saying, oh, we need like 20 years off of Batman movies. Why do we have to have like we didn't even get the Ben Affleck Batman movie, which I wanted to see. I thought Affleck was a good Batman. Um, yeah, he was pretty decent. So um, and it's like, no, it's like keep it in, your, you know, keep it in the front of your mind. Like, especially now with Star Wars, like I really I did make the statement like we did not have a Star Wars movie for the first time in five years in 2020 look what happened to 2020 we were dependent on star wars movies <laughs> i mean hell it made tr- yeah i would say it may have made trump a little easier to stand um <laughs> like, well, batman is like a paul Piro though like everybody knows who batman is right everyone knows that origin but what so I, you what, could just say like you could just put batman and like you Batman and uh, blah blah blah. Oh no, Bat! I mean, there you no. I mean, the the fact that we have Gotham by Gaslight is proof that you can just throw Batman at anything. And I'm just saying that no, once you have when you have IP, it makes less sense to not try to use it as often as you can, especially when you have the number two Batman character. I mean, number two comic book character of all time. Like that's the one thing DC has. They have Superman the first. They have Batman the second. I think I don't think any Marvel character, even Spider-Man, has you know uh, come close to the success of it. And we're talking. No, you're right. No one in the Marvel universe is nearly as iconic as, as Batman uh, and Superman. Batman. Yeah. No. No way. Right. So everybody knows those two characters. Yeah. So we want. Uh, so there's. And especially, and when your audience, especially when you know comic book fans who are more than willing to read, God knows how many line, li, uh, lines, uh, comic book lines at a time involving the same character. Like, as I say, I've read, I was reading uh, Harley Quinn, and uh, I don't think it was Har- I think it was Harley Quinn and Joker and Harleen, you know. Criminal insanity at the same time. Criminal sanity at the same time. Like the audience. Check those out. uh, Criminal sanity is more art over substance, but there's some great bits. Like uh, 
uh, Harley Quinzel is a is a um, basically a profiler. She's a who whatever you would call uh, William Peterson or Ed Norton in the um, Red Dragon story. Um, and the Joker is not necessarily the villain, at least how deep I've gotten into it. But yeah, I more tend to read the more fun uh, Harley Quinn. Like I read a uh, well, some of my old lady Harley. Oh yeah. Harley yeah. in the future, and she's got the on um, Staten Island or whatever. Right. Oh no, and I've and I been part. I've been meaning to. I I have the first season on DVD, which is ridiculous because I know it's on HBO Max of the Harley Quinn cartoon. Um, oh I, yeah, that's a fun show as well. Well, I haven't watched it yet, and it's really insulting that I haven't watched it. I mean, you have <laughs> Mother Love and Ron Funches is King Shark. Oh, I love the whole bit with uh, uh, the little guy with the mind powers. His name's escaping me right now, but I want to give it away because you haven't seen it yet. But yeah, yeah, there's a really funny bit between him and Wonder Woman. (laughs) He is probably in the first episode. But I I don't know. There, there, if anything, like uh, with the problems with gender and comic uh, gender are in sexuality identity in comic books is like uh harley quinn's been on an off and on relationship with poison ivy for uh i don't know how many years now oh yeah for years and years like yeah. as a comic book fan like i just i just kind of waited for that to happen when the animated series came out right but i'm just saying i've known they've been messing around for a long time so doom patrol actually did a really good job of that in the comic book series like it it tackled a a lot of things about gender and whatnot in the grant morrison run which Mm. they're i think they're kind of starting to do in the uh the hbo show yeah like doom patrol is interesting just because like i don't know what to Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Entertainment was thinking when they came up with the DC channel. Um, this was yeah, bef- I didn't either. This was before HBO Max. It's like, what was the what was I the point? I subscribed to it, right? But you uh, you're amongst the tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, like let's not let's not give them. So that, they made a Swamp Thing TV show and I was in. I subscribed instantly. And yeah. then Swamp Thing got canceled. Right <laughs> off the bat. Like, I don't know. Like, it was a it was just a messy idea. Maybe it was just an experiment to... It was good. I liked it a lot. I think uh, I think it just cost a lot of money to make. Because uh, the Swamp Thing character, like, that couldn't have been cheap. Oh, that no, no. Well, no, I wasn't I wasn't really talking about Swamp Thing. I was talking about DC, uh, the DC uh, universe. Like, I oh, think that was more of, like, a test run for, uh, for uh, HBO Max. Like, seeing if there was enough interest in DC stuff to carry their, uh, you know, major platform. So well, maybe I mean it worked. I mean, smack it hooked me. Yeah. So no, the only other uh, DC movie that I think really came to mind was um, one that really drew me in. I think got my attention to the uh, 
Well, there's two. I, I did watch, Super, like, I really dug, uh, especially after the second, after the sequel, uh, The Death of Superman and uh, Reign of the Superman. I thought that worked out pretty nice. Yeah, those are two decent ones. But well, I, I remember, Death of Superman was a big deal. I, I remember growing up, like, there were oh. newspaper articles and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, um, like one of the first DC movies I bought though, like it was $5, maybe even $3. I think a black Friday deal it was a uh, Superman doomsday with Adam Baldwin as uh Superman and Hesh as uh Lois Lane. I can't remember who did Luthor, which is something we should address is I think Rain Wilson does an okay Luthor. Yeah. He's decent. Uh, uh, he's, I prefer him as a voice actor. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand the appeal of Rain Wilson as an actor. I yeah. Mean, I uh, that's either. just it. Like, I get it on The Office. He was just supposed to. And I get it in Super, but that's pretty much like the extent of it. Otherwise, like. He does a good specific type. Yeah. I that's mean, about it. Right. I mean, my favorite Rain Wilson. What moment was uh i can't remember what bullshit music uh award show it was where like it was wayne brady hosting and it was like hit bait a bit based on his tv show at game show at the time you like finish the finish the song or something like that and he um finished the lyrics and he had kanye west and rain rain wilson and it's like and the song i'm gonna do is I think it was uh, Stronger by Kanye West. <laughs> and uh, the bit, uh, the bit like Kanye gets the first crack at it and he basically screws up and says, you all. Uh, sorry, uh, Kanye, the lyric is y'all. <laughs> and then Wayne Wilson just goes nuts on the rap. <laughs> That's how long I've been on ya. And then... Uh, like all right and rain wilson wins <laughs> and he goes into the you and me baby gonna get lost tonight let me be your black cape moss <laughs> let me let you be my cape black cape moss tonight <laughs> so and like that's all i really needed from rain wilson ever but luthor is yeah. good and um uh, like but the movie that kind of drew me drew my attention was uh justice league or maybe it was just batman uh doom was it was the uh title yeah that's a good storyline and i i never really understood why everyone was so mad at batman because if i was batman you'd have the contingency plan the same thing yeah you have to Uh, they they brought it up on a robot chicken at one point like um basically joking around with robin discovers this and hey, uh, wh- how are you gonna kill? How would you kill me? Oh no, no. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think like Doomsday, uh, Superman Doomsday, the original, they just rush through everything, and it kind of just like, no, no, this is this is you got to be missed. Like, there's not even the Superman in the uh, original animated feature Doomsday. Um they they like do the doomsday fight which is probably more true to the comic book than uh death of superman uh the movie but uh basically no luther's got his clone 
and it's a full-grown Batman. <laughs> Eventually, when Batman wakes up, it uh, they have the showdown, and it's like, and wear the old suit next time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Doom is the same way. It just kind of like rushes from point A to point B, and it's like, yeah, there's probably some substance that could be held there. So. Yeah, there is. I've actually read that storyline, and I think what they do with those uh, animated movies is they want to keep it to uh, like an hour twenty. Yeah, max. Oh no, I. And I think they just try try to keep it at that time period because I mean, you can stretch so much of that stuff out. But right, I mean, would... they're not going to have an hour twenty. Right. Well, it's it's again why I haven't watched. Uh, you know. As I say, I have not. Don't plan on watching, picking up Hush anytime soon. The animated movie. I got the comic to read, or Red Sun. Like, and honestly, with Red Sun, it's kind of like I think curiosity will get the better of me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it goes back like. But I think that uh, talking about Red Sun, though, bringing it up, kind of goes back to our. I mean, there's so many ways to look at comics because, as you said, you can just jump in into any comic book line, and that's probably the best way to do it. Just figure it out on your own when it's going. I did that with uh, Deadpool, so before the Brian Posehn run. Um, the Brian Posehn run of Deadpool is when Deadpool is hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. to kill all the reanimated uh dead presidents because they can't have the avengers they can't have captain america killing george washington yeah that that was a great run yeah so but i mean i read and you know i was reading everything up to that where oh then like deadpool is kind of killed kind of not and but you know it gave me hit monkey which is a show i still need to get work watching on hulu right now I think the first one of those fun characters, though, like you can really just jump into anywhere with Dead. Oh yes, Batman. There's a uh, there is a linear storyline, but then there's also like it's so hard to explain and keep track. That's why I've always been a storyline guy. Just give me a story. Like I know Batman's origin. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I get that. I'm. I think a lot of it with comic books is basically when are the Com, uh, distributors are just basically waiting for when they can get the uh, next great, the great writer to work on it. Like uh, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight uh, Returns, Frank Miller. Uh, I wouldn't be, I mean, I know he went on to eventually do his, you know, classic stuff like 300 and uh, kind of blanket, oh, Sin City. Um, but, you know, basically comic book lines were just clamoring on getting Frank Miller to write one of their stories. I mean, he did one of the best Wolverine stories, which ended up being trans, you know, adapted pretty much for the Wolverine, uh, the movie. Man, I need to watch that movie again. How good was that movie? It, it was very solid. I mean, we're not talking, Lo- I just want to make sure we're not talking Logan here, right? We're, I know we're not. It's yeah. just yeah, you brought it up like that's good. That's a good movie, right? So the Wolverine, and I mean, so and same thing with Alan Moore. Like, 
I'm pretty sure the Watchmen happened before the Killing Joke. I don't think the Watchmen ever took place in uh, the actual DC universe, though. I think they just kind of grandfathered the Watchmen stuff in later on. Um, well, no, well, I think uh, so. I think they hit the story of Watchmen is, is that it was a actually Alan Moore wanted that was hired to write for Batman or one of the line major lines, and then he came up with the Watchmen story and it's like yeah no we can't do that I don't know we don't want to have Batman doing that but if you want to use these characters so that's how the Watchmen became what it is if it wasn't an entirely Alan Moore basically okay coming up with his own characters to begin with I mean based on when he was told no you can't have this happen to Batman I mean as long as we have that and I know Frank Miller did a Dark Knight 3 I I got it. I haven't watched it. I haven't read it yet. Um, so there's a there's always going to be great. Uh, pro, I think storylines, as you say, that will be adapted for DC animated movies. I mean, it's just there's always going to be changes. Oh, there's always going to be changes because it's it's a really a question of audience patience. Like you're trying to get the common man to watch your cartoons. And you're hoping that they don't let their kids watch them. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, like, comic books don't necessarily end. Like, a, a movie, it has to end at some point. Well, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I'd say, again, it goes all the way back to uh, either Days of Future Past or the Phoenix Saga. That was when we finally started wrapping up sto- stories. And then just like, and we'll reboot from there. I think that's how uh, how it all has worked out since the inception and such. And, I mean, it, it took it. So I'm basically saying it took 50 years before we decided to just really nail nail down stories. Like I think it just took that long form to take that medium more seriously because for a lot of years, like comic books were just they were frowned upon and like oh this stupid stuff is just for kids yeah but then eventually we got older and we got into positions right to where oh no we well, can make this awesome stuff a reality now well i, I think it re- really comes down to is just uh i think it's the same thing that's happened with video games is that the audience the initial audience has now become old enough to create it may have been your uh so for 50 years comic books may have just been your um trash you gave to your kids to distract them but those kids started writing their what loved it and they started writing actual stories and you know adapted these characters for themselves so i don't know what bob kane would think or um i think bob kane was uh, would be all for it it's yeah. making all kinds of money. That's all Bob Kane really cared about. I well, about that guy, dude. That, oh. That's a whole other separate podcast. Well, I can't recall. I mean, George, what Siegel, uh, I think, was the the Superman uh, creator, and he didn't get shit. Yeah, a lot of those comic book creators didn't, which is really sad until recently. Some of that stuff, like I think the Kirby stuff recently. Uh, they've starting to get been getting that recognition that they deserve and whatnot but yeah, yeah that's a 
that's a whole separate thing. Right. It's about. Yep. So it looks like we're getting to the war game tonight. So not to discredit the women. I mean, but uh, the NXT black and gold versus NXT 2.0. So I think it's a good point where we could uh, wrap yeah, up this pod. But yeah, we, uh, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. About time and Dexter is probably going to start kicking on the walls anyway. Right. So. Yeah. So uh, Gregory, is there anything you want to promote? Any place they can find you on social media and what have you? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook, and uh, that's about it. I don't really oh. have time for anything. I'm mostly just hanging out with the with the kids and the baby. Yep. Yeah. She's starting to walk. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get exciting. That's how man. my time's been occupied: overtime and uh, time with the babies. Yeah. Well. All right. As always, you can find me at Cat Bus Russ on Twitter. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show just give me a theme a director an actor or uh just a movie and i'll be happy to talk to you as long as we focus on sub 100 minute material and you can do that by sending an email to russ the bus 07 at gmail.com that's r-u-s-s-t-h-e-b-u-s-0-7 at gmail.com or you can again hit me up on twitter if you uh would be so kind please give those uh subscribe and give me those great reviews on the podcast apps to help the algorithm if you want to talk trash about the show again my twitter is at cat russ uh thanks again for uh stacia harden being an inspiration to me and keep me going with this show and thank you again uh gregory carl for coming back to the show great talk with you and uh you know all i can say is uh keep thinking about what you want to do next uh, pleasure as always, man. I, right. uh, it gives me an excuse to watch. Uh, we uh, we seem to like the, a lot of the same stupidity. Oh, I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, if anybody ever wants to, wants to talk about some dumb wrestling stuff, hit me up. Because oh. I, I just, uh, these days, I just, I, I more or less just get aggravated about wrestling. That's about all I do. Uh, that's not a not a bad place to be welcome to the iwc so <laughs> all right well thank you again and uh have yourself a good night yep you too buddy all right let me hit that stop button there we go oh that's the end button can i hear a wahoo